I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Papa Menno. You can find me on Instagram at Pops.Culture or on Twitter at Papa Omeno. As always, well, maybe not last week, but as usual, I am joined by my trusty co-host, Gabe Appard. Gabe, glad to have you back. How are you doing this week? I'm all right. Um, I was actually violently ill, though. Like, I wasn't making excuse or anything. I was actually so sick last week. I thought I was gonna die. Like, all right, no, no one excuse. No one accused you of making an excuse. I just said <laughs> you weren't here last week. I'm just saying. I was like, I was no, no. I was actually like, I was so sick. I thought I was gonna like. I did like three COVID tests. I was like, it's gotta be COVID. I'm dying of it. I was fine. Um, this guy's one of the cases of monkeypox. <laughs> Yo, if that if that starts, I was thinking about that too. If that starts to spread like a lot, like people thought <clears throat> the racism was bad with COVID. You can't name a disease the monkeypox. Fucking gonna, gonna get a lot of racism coming with that too. So I'm like, I hope it is not the same thing. Um, besides that, I am good. Life is good. The weather's been pretty good here, so God is good. Um, I did have something to tell you, but I can't remember now, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, right, right before we started recording, I'm like, bro, you know what you're going to say for the intro? This guy's like, yeah, I'm always ready. Now this guy's like, yo, I I did have something to say, but I don't remember what it was. You, uh, no, (laughs) No, no, I, I remember it was okay. So now that like I feel like more and more people have like come around to the podcast and like listening to it and that like I I, I gotta be careful what I say on this thing these days. Like it's not as fun, but I can't believe really, I can't throw my whole ass life out there like that all the time. Um, so <laughs> I've, I'm coming off another facing the consequences of the things I've said on this podcast. It's, it gets worse and worse each time, but. Um, you're not here to control me or tell me what to say, but I know. <laughs> you just say so, stuff and then not name drop, and then that way you won't get in as no, much trouble. because everyone, they're going to know who the story is. Like, it's not the name drop. It's not the name drop. I mean, it's not like these things happen to these people with other people. It's just me. So, um, you know, trying to keep the podcast, podcast interesting, but also not destroy my life continuously. So, you know how it'd be. Yeah, I mean, I've had those couple instances too. I remember I mentioned something about this girl on the podcast, and then instantly, like afterwards, got in massive trouble with her. So, yeah. even though I didn't even say her name, but I know. Well, I think, but she was partly though, to blame for listening. Like, why? Like, uh, <laughs> like okay, you know, I, I, I mean, that. like if you if you don't like someone, why would you listen to their podcast? It makes zero sense. Like, the oh. two don't make that doesn't make any sense to me. But oh, whatever. Yeah. These, these are people who are in my life and I. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a little bit different. That's a different yeah. story. Um, but I was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no one's fault but mine. But you know, I, w- I want to stay interesting. I need to use like stuff that actually happens. But got a fine line to to balance there. How are you? 
Uh, pretty good. I was actually going to come on this podcast and like talk about my good weekend that I had, but yesterday I actually got racially profiled for the first time in adulthood. So that was probably way more interesting well, than the weekend that I it had. It definitely wasn't your first time. You just probably didn't know about the other times. No, no, no. Okay. Well, this one was very overt in my yeah. adulthood. Like it's happened to me when I was a kid. I, I definitely, I don't experienced racism overtly when I was a kid, but nah. for most times in adulthood, I haven't really faced it that much. Like, or if I have, it's been pretty subtle to where I just kind of let it go. But this one was full on. Like this guy was being racist straight up. Okay. But wait, before you tell that one though, I had, um, I was in, what's that expensive store that's in, um, the mall, like the, not that, you know, that one has like a cafe inside and everything. And the big Nordstrom, not Nordstrom, but like the, uh, like where the bay is, but like the nice stuff or something. I don't know. Anyways, I was in one of those stores and I was like going to different levels and walking around and I could follow, I could see the clothes, um, plain clothes, like guy, who, you know, where they try to stop like shoplifters. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that guy following me everywhere for like a half an hour. Cause he's just, they're just dressed like normal people. Right. And I could see him like the whole time. And so the guy would pick up something and then like walk and then kind of, walk the other way and the guy would just follow me everywhere and then finally at the end i was like you know i could like saw you the whole time following me and he's like i don't know what you're talking about and, like, walks away. I was like, but he felt like i went to different levels and i could see him like hiding behind bags and shit and i was like they I think they're so slick with that shit and they're they never yeah. are would I you classify that as overt though or covert is that overt, covert. racism like, i don't think it, no that's not overt I would yeah say. see like, see i've experienced that shit yeah okay anyways continue yeah, so I was coming back from the library yesterday, just like doing, working on some stuff. Very productive. I was in a really good mood too. Like the sun was out. It was a nice day. Uh, everything was going well. I came back from the from the library, and I'm entering my apartment. So my apartment has two doors to enter: the main door, and then obviously the door inside to the building itself. And there's a guy who's in front of me, and he goes first. Like he gets in there first, so he opens the door. And then he like stops at the entrance to put on his mask. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait for this guy. And then he pulls out his fob. But like as he's pulling out his fob, he kind of fumbles with it and takes a little bit longer to take it out. And then when he finally does pull it out, he taps on the door. But he doesn't hit the uh, he doesn't hit the handicap button. Well, ours is not a button. It's like a wave sign now. He doesn't Mm. wave his hand to open the door. He just opens it manually. And then. He like almost tried like he doesn't really try and close it, but he opens it so fast where it's like only he's allowed to go in. Yeah. And then I wave my hand to open it fully so that the door opens. Plus it's COVID. Like I don't really touch the door handles that often. So I wave it and I open it. And then as I'm walking through the door, he stops in front of the door and turns back to me and says, Uh, do you live here? And I'm like, Yes, I live here. And then he's like, Well, it took you a while to pull out your fob. Where's your fob? And I was like, what do you mean? Where's my fob? He's like, what? Like, why didn't you take out your fob and hit the button? I'm like, bro, you were in front of me. Obviously, I'm going to wait for you to go through. I was like, you're in front of me. I'm going to wait for you to open the door first. And then I'm going to walk in after. Like, I'm not going to be rude and just jump the door because you were in front of me. And then he's like, yeah, but like, you should have probably just grabbed your fob. And I'm like, man, like, what, like, what are you talking about? Like, you were ahead of me. I'm obviously just going to let you go through. I wasn't going to just you, rush, you- rush through the door. And then he's like. Oh, oh no 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 worries bro it's all right it's all right and then like he walks off um so clearly this guy being a dickhead he decides to go check his mail because he's t- probably too scared to be in the same elevator as i am so then i open the elevator door and like i hop in i thought about waiting for him but i was just like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna head back to my house so then i hopped in but yeah that was that's pretty much the story wait that was that was you getting profiled yeah, no one's no one's ever no. asked me if I live in this unit ever. This guy's a guy, he's not like a security guard. This yeah, guy's just someone who in, lives in that you house. Got in with his thing, with his fob, because he was in front of me. Yeah, like the point, the point I don't of turn. That, if someone okay, if someone in my so, no, the house he's supposed to know you live there though. Be, what do you okay? Like, uh, you, no, why is he is, asking? Why is that his place to ask anyone who lives there? If I open my some door, of them, if, some, okay, some of them literally have a sign on that says my my building phone. doesn't have that. My building doesn't like. I'm telling you right now, I've lived in my building for the past three years. No one that's in not, the that history. Count as, that's not no one in the history. Either, no one in the that's history COVID. of the. No, I think it's over because he stopped no. in the door. Like literally, no one in the history of my building has ever turned around and asked anyone. I've had 
numerous times where multiple people have been in front of me and opened the door for me, or I've been in front of the person and opened the door for the person behind me. I've never stopped to turn around and be like, yo, do you live in this building? No one's ever stopped me and been like, do you live in this building? We don't even have a sign that says you, you like, you shouldn't let in visitors. Like none of that's on the door. If that was on the door, it'd be understandable because like, obviously those buildings, people have them because an incident probably occurred and you need to like watch who you're letting in. But my building doesn't have that for, and for a reason. Every building I've almost I've had that's supposed to what you're supposed to do. So that's why I was like, it's like they tell you they send it out to everyone. And say, well, we don't. Uh, there's never been a notice of anything like that. That's why I'm saying this is profiling. If there was a notice, I'd understand. Like if someone, if they sent the notice around and be like, "Oh yeah, you guys should stop letting like random visitors in or random people in." Sure, that's a whole different story. But this guy was literally just trying to be a dickhead about it. I think that's covert still. I think it's over for the fact that he actually stopped and said it to me. But <laughs> it could be covert. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I like when it happened. I wasn't 100. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt too, because I was like, "Was this actually racial?" Like I didn't really think it was at first, but like the way he was acting afterwards, I was like, "Man, this guy's a complete dickhead." Like I don't. I don't know if someone else was there. He would have asked them because I've never. I've honestly never seen that in my building ever. Not even really? one time. Not one person has ever stopped me or stopped anyone else and been like, do you live here to ask them if they're trying to get through? Uh, uh, yeah, all the buildings. And we have, we have tons of old people in my building, too. So oh, if, yeah, yeah. If, it was, if I was expecting to get that, it wouldn't even have been from this guy who's like probably in his <laughs> 50s. I would have expected to get that from like one of the older, older ladies who lives in our building or like an older yeah. gentleman. And I have never seen that. So, Did you have your fob out? Yeah, I, I honestly I pulled my fob like I pulled my fob out, but I, was, I put it back in my pocket because I was like, oh, this guy's gonna get the door. I don't know if he saw me because he was ahead of me, so he probably didn't see. But even still, I'm just like standing there to wait. He's like, you were just like waiting behind me. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm not gonna rush the door just because you were you were putting on your mask. I wasn't assuming that you were like yeah. fumbling your bag or anything like that. I was like, oh, this guy's putting on his mask. I'm just gonna wait for him to open the door. It's like, it's like courtesy. <laughs> And it wasn't even like that long that he's put on his mask. It wasn't like it was like ten minutes he was waiting there or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It pissed me off during the day, but I was just after I was like, whatever, fuck it. Oh, when was that? Yesterday? Literally yesterday. Yeah. Oh, are you? Are you has it thrown you off? Yesterday was a bad day. Then. No, no, it was good. Everything was good, other than that. Like it was. Like that's not even. It wasn't a big deal. I honestly like. I'm only upset about it because I'm on the podcast and I'm reliving the moment right now. Yeah. But like, I generally don't care. It's just like it was just my, it was just shocking to me because, like I said, I've been in this building for three years. No one's ever asked me that question in my life. Fair, fair, fair. So it's just like awkward as shit. But yeah, I mean, my weekend was good too. I went to go see uh, our boy Nova. He had a performance actually on Friday. Um, and well, I guess I guess we'll start with this story once we once I enter the podcast. I'll get into it after that. Um, but yeah, this is episode 130 of the Pops Culture Podcast. As always, guys, if you do us a huge favor, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, some housekeeping, actually. Some good news as well, too. Uh, we are now available as well on iHeartRadio. So whoever is using that app or is out there listening to this podcast through that app, you can catch us on iHeartRadio. Um, I've also moved hosting sites to a cast and yeah, they should offer, I think they offer more opportunities. So hopefully they'll be able to help grow the podcast a little bit more as well too. Um, since they're hosting though, I'm hoping that this just uploads correctly. If it doesn't, I don't know. I'll fix that and see how I can get them to upload it correctly. But yeah, it should upload correctly. This should, this should, this should be up on time. Um, but yeah, that's some good news for us going forward. And yeah, we'll start off with the first story. Uh, like I said, over the weekend, I went to go see our boy Nova. He had a performance on Friday. It was really dope. He performed his new song, CTL, which you'll be hearing at the front of this podcast as well, too. And yeah, he uh, he did a good job. It's been a while since I've been to one of those music shows. So yeah, it was a little bit awkward for me at first, just walking up in there. Um, but after... Why? I, I don't know. I just... Well, because one... I went solo like I normally do, but like it's just, it's been a while since I've gone to those solo. So there's like a different, I just forgot how different of an atmosphere it is with like all the artists out there and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And this one, this one was uh, a little bit different too, because it wasn't strictly music. It was a complete art show. So there was different acts doing different things such as like 
uh, paint. The people were like selling paintings, or they were selling their goods and stuff like that as well too. So it wasn't just strictly singers. But funny enough, there was actually uh, stand-up comedians that came and performed, and <laughs> and I I love stand-up comedy. Like yeah. stand-up comedy, is so it's such a good time, even from some of the rookies and stuff like that, or the people who haven't been on the scene that much. Like I have a, I have a couple comedian friends. You guys know this comedian, Matt Henry. He's been on here. I've seen his set. Um, Zayn Ali, who's also been on this podcast too. I've seen his set as well. And he's a, he's a good comedian and they're both up and coming and stuff. But the ones that I saw at this event were not the greatest. Like you could tell they were very uh, rigid in their set like they didn't have much fluidity with like yeah running a set uh so so the so there's three of them and the first one that went on was this girl uh who was actually like she's like super cute and real nice (laughs) but her her set was all predicated on doing crowd work and the crowd that we that we had at this event was not really feeling it because part of her jokes were just stuck on like crude humor um, a lot of like sexual stuff yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's like it was just very juvenile and elementary and yeah. her questions weren't really the greatest either so she wasn't really like able to do much crowd work that way and then she couldn't hear people's answers which is a disaster for crowd work so like when someone would give their name she'd be oh, like, saying yeah. the wrong name and it's yeah, like, like what yeah 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 <laughs> Tim, I can't, I can't. Jim, which one is it? <laughs> kind of kills the joke. Yeah. So her delivery was bad, and I just realized that, like, well, for her set, and and I think the second guys was a little bit better, but for her set specifically, I just think that she needs to focus more on writing and actually having jokes rather than trying to rely on what's going on in the crowd because you can't really get a good feel from the crowd if you're not funny off the rip. Like I think you have to start off with a couple of jokes to warm the crowd up yeah. and then kind of get into crowd work. But she just went straight off with the crowd work and then she stuck with it. Like I think she only told one joke and the joke kind of fell flat because it was a little bit, it was a little bit extreme. It was like, she, she, maybe she didn't even write a set. Like I feel like if you, yeah, like counting on the crowd is kind of a bold move at, a, especially at an amateur one type thing. Like, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's, it's not a good move, especially as an up and coming comedian like unless you're really good at talking to people like that <laughs> you should do it but uh, she clearly wasn't um but shout out to her though like i respect comedy so yeah, much because, you, gotta, you gotta start somewhere yeah and literally the best comedians ever have all bombed in the yeah yeah stuff, for sure so. and that's the thing yeah. when you're starting up you're gonna bomb way more times yeah. than you're gonna actually I, kill, I remember so. i had such a painful one that i did and i was like because the first the first time you know what the biggest problem was the first time i did it with like it went like luckily really smoothly you know what i mean it was yeah like beginner's luck shit <laughs> yeah type thing like i like even on the fuck like even like i said some witty shit that that i probably would have i like i watched it again i was like how did i do that because i would never normally be able to do you know what i mean i was like i just like things just hit i was like oh wow and like people were like oh such a good job and stuff i was like jesus and then so i was like ah this is this is easy for me like i can and then i started pr- preparing less and less you know what i mean yeah yeah because you're like i'm a natural and then um and then I had like, yeah, I had a, like, I mean, it was just like, it, it didn't, it went, everything that could go wrong went wrong too. And you're kind of just standing there. And at the end of the game, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And fuck. I just like, walked away. <laughs> so so like, everyone, everyone goes through it. Yeah. It's literally like the podcast. Like the first episode you record for a podcast always bangs because you have so much <laughs> excitement and it's just like everything flows. And then after that, you realize there's so much preparation that has to go yeah. into it. And you're and like, you oh, to, like, shit. Episode one thirty, and just like fuck, I don't fucking know. I'm gonna take a nap. Like, get the guy. I don't even want to do this right now. Because <laughs> like, I can't. I don't remember what I'm gonna tell on the podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, but was was there was was there any other good sets? Yeah. So the second so the second guy went on. He did better than she did, but he also wasn't that great. He didn't. I think like just the crowd, like the jokes that he was telling for that crowd just weren't really hitting that much. Yeah. Um, but the third guy I think was really good. I think he, he would be able to adapt anywhere. Cause he was doing impersonations of singers such as like Bruno Mars, yeah, that's, um, that's a good Michael Jackson, guy. stuff like that. And he was, he's a really good singer. Like he was able to hit those notes really well and perform. So I thought he was funnier. I just don't think that um, at that point as well too, it was, was kind of late. And I feel like some people have probably been there for a while. So they might have been a little bit tired and not really into it as much, but I think that he did the best out of all of them, and he seems like the most uh, 
seasoned vet out of them. So he he was a good performance. But outside of that, it was uh it was all right. And then uh, Nova went on after he performed his songs, uh, did a really good job with those, and then performed his new song with um I can't remember the dude's name at the moment, but the guy who he has featured on the song, he came out to and performed, and yeah, it was a good show. And then I just uh they decided to go out after, but I was just like, nah, I think I'm too tired from the day because. Friday, I don't know. Friday's kind of hard to like go out and drink because you're just like, I've been up since six in the morning and I just kind of want to hit bed. So I just went straight. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, then my boy came up on Sunday uh, from Nova Scotia. We chilled. We went to grab a couple of drinks and shit, watch the basketball game. And yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. It was a, it was a good weekend. Good long I'll, weekend. I'll go back, back to the, the stand up thing too, though. It's so like, um, my, I used to always go with like one of my exes loved like stand-up comedy and stuff and like that's how i kind of actually met her and she'd always want to go and like sit in the front and that you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah she, I which like, is <laughs> i'm like yeah and i'm like fuck i just like honestly but every single time i was like honestly i just don't feel like like i know what's gonna happen and stuff right yeah you're usually gonna like, get picked on for some yeah, of the jokes but, like, or whatever more like obviously i don't give a shit like it's and i i know how it works so like i try to give the comedian something good right but like this this one time i was like i don't want to do it like can we just sit in the back, please? Like, I'm just grumpy as hell. Um, oh, it was during All-Star Weekend, too. The basketball one. It was, like, um, whatever. In Toronto? Yeah, yeah. And oh, like, shit. Like, yeah, this was, like, in 2015, 16 or whatever. Um, and then we sit in the front, and this person's, like, telling jokes. But you could tell their crowd work was, um, like, like pre-planned. You know what I mean? Like, the jokes were, like, he'll be like, oh, I'll see a man, and I'll say that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he, I guess he was gonna look for a couple or whatever. And so we're sitting there, and he makes like the joke ends up being like, the girl's too good looking for the guy. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, that's obviously scripted. Like, look at me. What do you mean? Like, are you, you, I'm a nine here. Like, you know what I mean? Was just, he's just like, I got wait, so that's sp- what you said. That's what he said. He said that, but then oh, okay. I was like, I was like, that's not even funny because I'm clearly good looking. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, but like obviously, and then my the girl was like, "Why are you obsessing over this so much?" And like, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous." Like he said, "You're better looking than me." Are you kidding? Like she's like, "Okay, maybe he's more attractive." No, no, no. no. This kid, the, comed- the comedian's trash. Like I, don't really talk about I kept talking about it all night, and she's like, "I'm sick and tired of you." It's trying to remind me that you're better looking than me. I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you're like, was the comedian blind? Like, you know, it's just like, oh it my god, <laughs> yo, that is you to a T, bro. Yeah, if, if there was someone obsessed over some shit like that, oh my god. <laughs> and it was so funny. Like, there was like a six, like six comedian later too. <laughs> the guy in front of me was like, man. Shut up about <laughs> about the looks thing. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh he didn't say what God. the fuck is wrong with you, but he just like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, <laughs> kinda gave her a look like I feel sorry for you. I was like, well, I feel sorry for this comedian that's blind here. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, the the um the the yeah when people swing and miss it's so I don't know like the cringe of it too. So that's why I don't really like going to amateur night because it's like, yeah, sure, you get one or two that are, like, funny or you discover someone or whatever. But there's, like, a guaranteed three or four that you're just like, fuck, I can't even make eye contact with these people. I feel so bad for them. Type yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, like, amateur comedy is so hit or miss. And it's such a, yeah, like, it's it's just hard, too. Like, you need the right comedian and the right crowd and stuff. Like, I've even paid for ones. And I was like, that was, I want a refund. That was terrible. <laughs> um yeah, I was trying yeah, to avoid so. this girl's eyes throughout her set because yeah. I knew it was just going to be a train wreck and her trying to figure out something. Like I thought she was going to look at me and trying to figure out something and just ask me. And I'm like, I don't want to be asked any questions yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> there, there, um, yeah, it's funny too. And there's like there's some like notorious – so I went and there's this really, really bad guy or whatever. I have like t- two other friends who've gone to like stand up so well and that guy's been there too so there's a guy like basically on tour in, of toronto doing stand-up and everyone's just like that's the worst i've seen like he's just and he just keeps going keeps going like he's been doing it for like five or six years and everyone's just like it's so painful how this guy keep doing it but you know at least he found is something he likes passion hobby one of those things yeah i mean you don't really get good till like year 10 like you don't get like tv good till like year 10 like yeah yeah or like, like that I mean, comfortable. Or it just doesn't happen at all like, 
Yeah, but you never know. You never know until you keep trying. The last thing about comedy. <laughs> no, no, I know. That's but that's what you have so many fucking middle aged like hacks still going at it. You can't really blame them, but that's what I was like when I started. I was like, man, I'm gonna get so frustrated if I like put all my energy in this and it doesn't go anywhere. Too, I'm like, I'm just not built for failure like that. Uh, yeah, there, there is a huge grind, and the competition's quite high as well, too. Like, you got to put a lot of time into comedy if you want to be yeah. one of the real good. And even when you are really good, sometimes, like you said, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, when I say it doesn't pan out, because a lot of people think that it's automatically got to be like you got to get your own special or whatever, no, which yeah. isn't necessarily the case. You just got to be good enough to get paid well to do yeah. it, is, is what it is, more so. So, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, that, that was your weekend yeah that's pretty much it like yeah yeah uh, i think i had a i had a calm one i was because i was still coming down from being sick and stuff so i'm just glad i'm just glad it was a long weekend because that means this week's pretty short like tomorrow's yeah. already thursday and then friday we're back back at the weekend again although i mean the start of my summer has been pretty good so far like this is like the start of the summer has been pretty good it's just been uh it's still hot in the city though like there's a lot of carjackings and shootouts and the gas prices are insane inflation's still a mother uh now we got the monkey pox coming out so people people got to be safe out there man i don't know i don't know what's going to happen in these next few months this is why but this is why i just want to burn down quickly because now we're going to be in a slow burn of things falling apart you know what i mean like if it was just like full-on apocalypse type thing like at least we're getting it over with but now we're just kind of like ah, i don't know if i want to go to the park and get shot or like <laughs> stay at the mall and get covid or like so it's, it's like and then they're like capitalism is kind of bad but my friends are still not homeless so i shouldn't do anything about it and just everything is it keeps you in between you know they keep you complicit like i'm just struggling to keep your head head above water, you know, so people don't do anything. But if it was like COVID and things, everyone flipped out and no one was working, the malls were burning and stuff, we'd get quick change. But now we have to just be like, ah. So they get you slow, slow. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the monkeypox, I'm hoping that doesn't really become a thing because I want I don't a good think, summer. I don't want this shit to be. A, it's, it's been around <laughs> for a while. It's not nearly as contagious as, yeah. It, like, it's a, you, most Isn't of it like sexually it. transmitted too? Yeah, it's very, yeah. Like, very intimate like as well too. Or like if you do other way. I don't know, but they, it, it's hard to get. And plus, it's been around for a while. I don't know why people are acting like this, like the monkeypox was talked about like before COVID and stuff. Like I guess it spreads a bit, but I literally never heard it before though. That's no, little... I know, but that's why because it wasn't that big of a. It's, I feel like people are like capitalizing on it um, off, off COVID. You know he, what I mean? You mean the media <laughs> and the government? Well, people, well, no, well, like I mean, even shit like like six buzz of like. I said they're the first ones like when they started bringing it back, like posting it, and I already heard of Mon- Monkeypox before. And they're making it sound like, and then everyone would go in the comments and be like, "Fuck, like we're dying again and stuff." And yeah, like, that's the media. <laughs> they're they're yeah, also but, the no, media. I, well, I mean, <laughs> but the people could have to do their work. Like Six Buzz, like you're just gonna be like, "Oh, I'll go off the title of Six Buzz." Like, you can't trust them to be. And then you have like thousands of people going off the nonsense they say, and just like, "Okay, the media is tricking you," but you're also like, you have brain of a five-year-old child so i can't even blame the media um but yeah that's my complaint right there yeah uh (laughs) i mean i don't i don't disagree but it is what it is i i just realized like i got back on the internet at the wrong time i'm seriously contemplating just going off of it again because i'm like man reading all this shit especially with this next story which you're taking the lead on like i have no business talking about this whatsoever um but yeah, there was a school shooting in Texas. What do you remember the city? I don't remember the name of the city. To be honest, yeah, it's some. Oh, it's with an A or something. But yeah, I can. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Uvalde, Texas. Uvalde, yeah, yeah. Texas. Uh, so I I don't know what the total count is. Last time I checked, they were at nineteen who passed away, which is I think obviously a shame. And like eighteen of them were kids. It's okay. elementary school too, so like yeah, which had nothing to do with fucked. the shooter. Like the shooter was being bullied in <clears> high school for apparently people calling him poor and all that stuff. Um, but this nigga, so that, that's what people were saying. But also, he had like the brand new iPhone in a picture. He yeah, was yeah, driving, yeah, he was driving a car, and what was the other? And thing he got we, the oh, guns. The he guns got the guns. Like yeah, five hundred bucks. Like, yeah, like was he really? Was he really? You know. There's always yeah. two sides of the story. Like, that's the that's the weird part about it. It's like he was getting teased for being 
poor, but yet he had all these luxuries. And I think like yeah. I don't know when you think about it though, that's part of like the American capitalism yeah. thing too. Is like in America, yeah, if you're not like maybe his clothing wasn't up to par or whatever, and that's why the kids are making fun of him. But you can you can have a perception of being rich in America and not necessarily be rich at the same time too. Yeah, like, for sure. But like he wasn't just like. Even I have the seven phone type thing, you know, like he has like the 11, like why don't you go trade that in, get a couple hundred bucks, you get some fresh swag, buddy. Yeah, like, or the 13, <laughs> but that's the thing, He maybe he's like a tech geek, like he's into that yeah. stuff and he I doesn't mean, really know, care about his have, clothing like, and then. I don't know, it's hard, you're 18, like you're getting made fun of for dressing, like, yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like you're trying to justify bullying, but also, fuck man, like life's hard. You can get some. Swag. I mean, I, I'm not justifying. I just think that everyone gets bullied, though. It's oh, like, yeah, how do you yeah. react? I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think shooting up a school is worth getting bu- <laughs> like uh, is worth what you got bullied for. It's like that's not the appropriate response uh, in that also, matter. So also too, like in this story, like those stories, like oh, they got like there's always <laughs> it's not always black and white for like kids to get bu- bullied. Like I remember there's one kid who used to always get. I didn't. He was a year younger than me. And he used to always get, like, bullied, like, so hard. But he would always instigate it. I'd be like, what are you doing, kid? Like, you know, and then he'd be in the, like... Oh, principal. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, and then, but if you, like, if you talk to anyone, they'd be like, oh, we gotta watch out for Tim. Like, he's just getting bullied and stuff. And it's like, Tim is fucking doing it on his own. Like, yeah, he started it. Like, yeah, yeah be, fuck you guys! And then, like, run away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's like, Tim, what are you... like, Dude, you know, I know that exact kid from yeah, my high then, school. That's I, why it's so funny. An hour later, you're walking by, he's stuffed in a locker, and like, Tim, why didn't... Why do you, why do you say that? Like, you... You could have just had a normal day and not inside this locker. And he's like, "Well, fuck them!" And I'm like, "All right, I'm leaving you here. Bye." Like, <laughs> the kid's like, it's just like, it's never, <laughs> it's never black or white. Like, especially two as well. Like that guy, probably like you know, a person like that that could kill 18 children. It probably had a reason to get bullied, if you know what I'm saying. Like that guy probably was a pretty violent, instigating person on his own with uh, before that too. So I doubt it's black and white like that like he would have turned out to be some good person without bullying but yeah that was um insane am i taking this over now yeah you can you can continue <laughs> from here on yeah i don't know it's pretty it's pretty nuts i mean most of the shootings we see are high school but it's weird though remember when sandy hook first happened yeah yeah like remember how much we freaked out though because it was elementary school kids yeah versus like now that it's it's equally as sad or there might even be a couple more now or something like that and like we're just kind of uh about it like even more because it was kind of like shocking with sandy hook like you have seven six eight year olds and stuff but i definitely noticed obviously everyone's like oh shit that's crazy and they have their whatever they're like feel sad and that but it's definitely you could tell it's kind of easier to swallow or it's just like yeah that's america at this point which is getting crazy like just it's pretty fucked up yeah that you can just like dismiss it like that yeah, and then it's, and then also the. the Wait, real quick man, though, before you before you move on to your point, try not to forget it. But was Sandy Hook the first? Like, did they start going up the, after Sandy Hook? Was no, that the so, major one that set off, or like they've kind of always here's, had here's this the thing issue with, with with this? So they they have always had the issue, but um, from like the shootings go, they fluctuate. Like since this when they started counting them, like the 60s, 70s and stuff. Yeah. Like they had happened before and there's one before Columbine and like stuff like that. And the averages haven't gone up that much, but it is, but the thing is they're like, Oh, the media obviously, but this is one of those things the media can't ignore. So like the intense coverage to a degree, like is good. You know what I mean? Like this, not to sensationalize it is a bad thing, but we should be reporting on it. And like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that there's about the same amount or just a little bit more compared to the nineties, I don't think changes anything um, to it. And people just kind of use that as an excuse to be like, Oh, it's not that bad. It's like, no, no, it was just terrible in the nineties too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's said not to say like, Oh, we've always had this type of thing. It's just to be like, it's just always been terrible. And we, we need to finally do something. That's what the argument should be. It shouldn't be like, Oh, this has kind of always been a thing. You know what I mean? Like, so it was dying of like rabies for a couple hundred years, but you do something about it. Um, so it, it no, it, it's not the first time Sandy hook wasn't even the first time. Um, there's some crazy stories out there with, um, school shootings all the way back to the 70s and that but the fact guns are getting more intense even more rapid we have more guns they have more gu- i'll say we because i'm american we have more guns <laughs> out there than um anyone else in they have more guns than people there's about 300 million people and about 300 million guns too so which is insane um i honestly think america is too far gone 
I, like, there's no point. There's point. I'm saying that you shouldn't not try to get rid of these guns and everything, but the way they fetishized them and made them to toys and everyone to have one, I think it's almost, like, we'll never see the change of it in our lifetime. Oh, yeah, for they, sure. I, not. I think they should start doing it and reducing it and manufacturing less and trying to keep take some, take some, but we'll, we'll never see the effects of that. Like, 10 years from now, we're still, everyone's going to have guns still and, uh, places uh-huh. unless America changes culture, which takes a long time. So we'll never be around for that. I totally support starting now and we need to, to do that in that, but there's no solution that will stop it from five years from now. Like, yeah, hundred percent. The shift in culture takes so long. So that, but that's the, why it, it becomes so dangerous though. When people are like, Oh, it's not even that bad right now. You know what I mean? That's why it's because when something's like, once it gets fur- further enough in culture, it takes another 50, 100 years to reverse around. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. why it's important for a lot of these things to nip them in the butt. Like we're watching, even if we want to cancel all guns, never made a gun again. America's still fucked like for another 100 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because even if you never made one, there's, there's still millions and millions of them out yeah. there already. So they're always going to be accessible. So there's two things as well, too. Um, school shootings have increased a little bit, 19% from the 20th century to the 21st century. So, yeah, from yeah, uh, I yeah, guess like nine, I mean, like before two thousand and two thousand, from from two thousand to two thousand twenty, they've increased nineteen percent. It's still moderately in the same ballpark, like you said, yeah. but it definitely has gone up a it's little always, bit. Yeah. Um, and the but, gun, the precisions too. Like now, you before like I'm going in with my daddy's hunting rifle, and now they're like I'm going in with this gun that shoots a million bullets in that like in a two seconds. You know? What yeah. I mean? Like everyone can get ARs and AKs and shit like that. Like, I don't understand those guns though. Like I get if someone wants like a handgun for self defense or handguns to go shooting shit like in the whatever. But I not get like Uzis and things that will like dump mags in like five seconds and shit. Like why were they even produced for non military at any point? You know what I mean? Like there's no reason a human being needs to be able to shoot a, like a gazillion bullets in a minute. Dude, hogs, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. no, I thought <laughs> wild hogs. What if there's thirty feral hogs and my children are fucking stuck on the other side? What do I do about thirty feral hogs, huh, Mister? Dude, that was that was one of the greatest tweets of all time. Uh, but yeah, no, there's there's uh, there's two things that kind of strike out to me, for, like not from this, just in general that I've noticed in America, and one of them is that you said the culture, and it's like. In the United States, because the guns are built into the Constitution, it's people have this mentality that it's their God given right to own a gun because it's in the Constitution. And that's a really hard thing to like flip and overturn because when it's in the Constitution like that, it basically essentially means like it's, it's you, you, you're allowed to have a gun just as much as you're allowed to breathe. Like that's the fight that people are. Like that's a fight that people I, have to realize are going up against when it comes to the people who love guns. It's like you oh. taking away you're, you taking away someone's guns is like saying that they can't breathe or they can't um like have the right to live in that country essentially. Like that's that's where it's so ingrained in them. And then on the second thing too is that the United States is a business over everything. Like I don't know if you all know this, but they're not really a country that has your best interests. Like the government doesn't give a fuck about you. They don't care about any of that shit. Whatever makes money is what is going to be uh, allowed in this country. So until somehow guns are not profitable or there's a way to make them unprofitable, you're never going to see any change. And that's why, like you said, we're not going to see this change happen in the next uh, in our lifetime whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, and I don't, I don't think it's ever I, I don't even know if it's ever going to happen because like you like putting those two things together, like greed and no, people's it, idealization that this is their right are like that's some of the hardest shit to change in culture. I don't yeah. know how you change that culture you, whatsoever. You don't, but the, and that's the thing is people saw it coming from so far along, you know what I mean? And it is now all so deeply ingrained. And like you said, see the things what a lot of people don't know too, besides that, um, the, the constitution thing, which I think is dumb, but you're right. I think it's stupid how much people hold to something made like 400 years ago. It's idiotic, but you're like, it definitely makes people more stubborn and insane. But also what people don't know too is, the behind scenes how much 
not only like are there companies making money, all these companies and the NRA, which is like the biggest gun group and stuff, pay they politicians. They fund the politicians, yeah. So <laughs> they lobby for them, yeah. All of that shit, like just behind doors and everything, like that's why you'll never see. Like you can go look it up too, and it'll show you exactly which politician is getting money. And it's all like um, Republicans, like Mitt Romney and stuff, who's like supposed to be the most. That's why he never speaks out against guns because he gets like twenty million a year from the NRA and stuff like that. So yeah, it's so intertwined. Um, in it and then but you know what i also find the funniest about the like this thing is when americans are like well look how like crazy the government is like if they come for like if they come get here like whatever like something goes we have to be able to fight them it's like that was made when you were using muskets like and when this thing was like installed to fight against the terror tyranny of the government it was like you were using like muskets and stuff and they're using like didn't have tanks in that. Like you're not gonna yeah, fight I the mean, government now. Like they're they're gonna they're like come take my gun. It's like if they really wanted to, they would. They kill you and you could do anything <laughs> about it. Like they're, you're not gonna ever fight off the military or any of that. They just like the idea of that makes them think that they're powerful. But you're more likely to fucking shoot your neighbor in a dispute over something dumb. Um, so yeah, it's just so ingrained. But that also doesn't mean we'd stop though trying you know what i'm saying like yeah i mean we there there's got to be some solution my my issue with this as well too now though is that this happens so often and it just keeps repeating this cycle like people get out so, so someone kills a bunch of kids or kills a bunch of people uh the media sensationalizes it everyone gets upset and starts posting about it and then we all talk about it for like three days and then the next week something else happens or we just don't give an F anymore. And then no, nothing actually comes of it. So it's like, that's my biggest issue with this because the Democrats run the house. They could pass legislation for, to, to change any of this, but it's clear. Like I said, America's a business. They're not going to be able to change yeah. that because they're all bought by, like you said, the NRA and they're backed by these people. Like I, I, a lot of times I know like a lot of people like to pin this and be like, Oh, it's the, it's the uh, Republicans fault. And they're going to be able to block this. And it's like, no, like it's all politicians. Yeah. Like the Democrats are just as much to blame because they could easily change. They could easily pass something in order to get this change in some kind of fashion. But like you just said, they're all like a lot of them are paid off and that's yeah. not really going to happen. Like you have to play the game of politics as well, too. So like, let's say you take this away from the Republicans or whatever. Then, you know, going forward that like nothing in your favor is ever going to get changed in that manner too. Like there still is that level of you have to be able to like come to agreements with some of the other side but um in terms of this like they could get something done but i just think that they know in the next few years whenever power changes over that they're not going to be able to get whatever they want to get done so the politics game is a stupid one it's a it's a terrible honestly it's a terrible system having a two-party system is such a terrible system yeah and that's another confluence that's going to make it real hard to make any reasonable change happen as well too so i don't know how you solve this like i really don't know what the solution is like until maybe there's some kind of technology that's able to kind of like figure out a way to stop this i just don't see a solution um anytime soon other than like the people obviously revolting i think i think People like to shout on Twitter and say all that stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of people just care about themselves. And until we realize that, like, or they realize that they have to band together and make some kind of change on, like, a ground level, then... Yeah. And you, you have to be in it for the long haul, too. Like, that's the only way that something's actually going to change. Like, that's a, we got to also- stop doing this bullshit. Like, oh, let's just vote and things will change. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I agree on all that. Um, oh yeah, vote on a, vote on a state level too. I think state level matters, like state oh, and city level. I mean, those those like are the big city things. City and everything, all of that yeah. stuff that starts yeah. on the ground, like you locally. But here's the thing too: there's so much politics in that, and like how like like senators can rearrange what areas you can vote in, and then like what ca- you know what I mean. Like there's so many little things that they can that people's politicians even when you do go out and vote and stuff like just switch it around like you know what i mean say like how we have it on the larger scale like wyoming is worth the same vote as california you know what i mean even though california oh yeah is- you mean in in federal elections yeah but i'm saying like those little tricks though and stuff too like they there's like zoning for who oh yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. Saying, you know what i mean like the politicians ahead of time before they vote We'll be like, oh, they they move around little things. So even though they win the like small city and state stuff as well too, so it's it's very hard. Like even when it is in your interest, once the politicians decide, like we can all agree on something, which I think 
um, with gun regulations was like up to 90%, 80% agreed on it, like some sort of regulation. And then abortion was like 70. So you have the majority, but then it, it's all in the hands of those politicians and they get paid to do it. So even when we want something and you do it together, um, that kind of happens. My last point too also was um, the, the hardest thing though for me is, is so when I'm like, oh, there should be gun bans and like all of that stuff. But I also, like, I kind of, even for, like, a liberal person who has a gun, like, those conservatives aren't going to give up their guns and do stupid shit and stuff, too. So it's, like, the people most likely, you know what I mean? Like, to tell black people, like, don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I struggle with, too. I'm 100% in agreement with that, too. Like, I'm for black people owning guns, to be honest, just because of the state of America and, like, the fact that they're... Like you said, like those crazy, not crazy. Well, I guess the crazy ones, because not all conservatives are crazy, but some of the crazy conservatives or some of the crazy gun owners, the, the fact that they have them, I think like black people should have them too, just so that they're able to protect their own and be able to protect their own people. Like, yeah, like it's this, not, and it's not the same comparison either, because like when I say, oh, conservatives should um, give up their guns and they're like, what about the government? Like the government's always done, like it will protect you. Like you don't need those guns. Like it's not like China is coming to fucking take it from your shit and stuff. Like that's what the military is there. The only reason like people who are in minority groups and stuff is like, there's such a small one and they're already faced with like psychos and stuff like that. So that's where I struggle. Like, obviously I believe fully in especially gun checks and everything like that. But it also like kind of gives me this pit in my stomach when I think about like the, you know, minorities and like black people and stuff giving up their guns and all the psychos keep keep them in that too. So when I'm like, I'm like, eh, eh, do I even want to say this or like, I, you know, should they get rid of guns and that? Like, they're so far deep fucked that it almost doesn't make sense. But you have to start somewhere. So that's what I kind of struggle with with this whole issue. Yeah, I I like I tend to avoid bringing that up during these moments because I know everyone's super charged and stuff. Yeah. And as much as it's a valid point. I like you can't trust the internet to understand where you're coming from whenever you tweet something. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not going to tweet it because I know like this is probably going to get misconstrued if I say something about like, oh, black people should probably keep their guns just in case type shit. Because I know the internet says they're stupid. Like they're they're, you're you're, someone's going to misconstrue something, and then you're just going to be then you then you're going to become the main character of Twitter, and you never want to become the main character. of Twitter. Oh, for sure. I was just thinking about that. Like, like I tweeted something. I was like, oh. Fuck! Like I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, "Like what? Like, you wake up to get ratioed sucks." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like I was thinking, I was looking at other people who just like sent out a tweet, and then they probably like wake up the next day and they're like, and everyone's like, "You fucking scumbag!" Like, there's like thousands of comments on your th- on your Twitter and stuff. I was like, "That's a pretty big nightmare." Like that would give me a panic attack to wake up to, um, or like to see and stuff. You just start getting ratioed, and it's like too late. Someone screenshot at you. You're like, "Fuck, I'm fucked." Yeah, um, I I tweeted something once about uh COVID, and I didn't get like ratioed, but it was just a whole list of like discussions. Like so many people were replying to it and stuff. I mean, maybe I did get ratioed because there's a <laughs> lot there's a lot of like quote tweets to it, but yeah. yeah. I was just like, man, like this, I knew this was going to happen because like you only have so many characters. So once you say it, like we were automatically going to take a stance against what you say. And it's just like, yeah. it's not like, that's not what I was getting at. Like, that's not what I meant by what I was saying. Plus but, you got to know your audience. Yeah, that too. Twitter's um, like a different beast. But did you see, did you see this Juneteenth guy that got ratioed? No. Over the weekend? Oh man, this is so funny. Uh, so one guy tweeted out, you can't celebrate Juneteenth, Juneteenth and your significant other is white. You've been disqualified. And this other guy who I guess is married to, well, not guess, but who this other guy who's married to a white woman got wind of it and he was super upset and he retweets and goes, what's up, fool? So where do you, where do you get off with racist dumbassery like this? Juneteenth is a celebration for everyone to support. Been doing it in Texas for decades, no matter who is married to whom. And then he replies to himself saying, Juneteenth isn't a racial thing. Hell, it's not even really a political thing at the end of the day. It's a freedom thing. Something people of all skin colors can learn and can lean into. Yes. It's one of the most positive celebrations out there. So why are you trying to gatekeep the shit with a smiley, is this um, real? Uh, like, laughing a, emoji? Yeah, a, he literally tweeted this out. Human though, like it's not yep, a not a bot. It's a real dude. So of course, Twitter caught wind. Black Twitter caught wind of it, and they ratioed the hell out of this guy because he was saying <laughs> the fact that he said that Juneteenth isn't racial is really what set everyone up. Because I don't know how. 
I don't know how the freeing. Of, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I the freeing. Like, of I, was slaves. Like, I was like, oh, that's cringy. And then you said, was like everyone to celebrate the freedom. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, <laughs> how is the freedom of slaves not racial? Yeah, like, yeah. like just inviting the other team too. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy is so. That's that's actually, dumb. That's why I was like, is this a troll? Because it's too perfect. Like. But when you look at his off. when you look at his page, you can see why he would tweet some of that. First, he started that tweet off by saying "What's up, fool?" Yeah, and then that's <laughs> that, that like took me pot. out. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking too. But then they went on his page, and like you could see him just super in love with this woman, and he calls her Khaleesi. Um, and yeah, so they they started tearing him up because they found his wife, like some of the photos of his wife, and they were comparing her to everyone. So one of them was they're saying your wife looks like Jay Leno. <laughs> Yo, in Twitter, I love the bodyless. Twitter's all about don't body shame, but when it like comes into going in on people, people fucking they're like they snap, bro. Yeah, they were yeah. calling her Miss Trunchbull from. Uh, oh man, I can't remember what movie that was. Uh, Matilda, I can't. I don't know if that's oh, yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. from Matilda. Um, they're like, yo, your your bitch looks like Kane from WWE. Um, they're Calling her, uh, what's his name? Belichick. Uh, <laughs> Belichick. Oh, yeah. uh, the football coach. Yeah, what's his first name though? Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah, Bill Belichick. <laughs> like your wife. Your wife looks like she has an assortment of hoodies in her in her closet. <laughs> Yo, they oh man, they were calling her Quentin Tarantino. Like, I'll send you the. I'll send you the link. But yeah, but I honestly, I've, all that man, I just can't believe a person would say the first like. <laughs> That's so nuts. Like, I, if even if I had a white wife, I was going to a Juneteenth party. I'd be like, "You're sitting this one out, honey. Like, you're not coming. Yeah. To the picnic. Like, you are not coming to the picnic. Like, and she should, she should have no qualms, no issues with that either. Like, this is the one family anniversary you're sitting out right now. Um, I was like half. I was like half. I'm only gonna go for half the time because I only had half the issue. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I even I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Like, I got the key in the house, so I, I don't know if I should even be celebrating this myself. Like, I was kind of following master's rules. I was fucking, I'm Samuel Jackson in the fucking Django. Like, I was like, ah. So, that's why I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about all that. Like, the audacity for this woman, <laughs> for him to say that is nuts. Oh, God. Yeah, that, man. That honestly, he... should be a script, like, on SNL or something. I don't think they do justice, but I know what you're getting. No, but you know at. what like, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this should definitely be yeah, turned into a clip. Or Key and Peel, maybe that would have been a good one. Yeah, that would be a great one. Um, but Ooh. yeah, man, you can't you can't have a wife that doesn't look like, and I don't mean this in the worst, like in a bad way. I you can't have a non-attractive oh. wife and have these takes on Twitter. Is all I'm going to say yeah, because his no. wife probably had nothing to do. Like his wife had nothing to do with this. She was probably just minding her business. Like yeah, I don't no. even know if she knows about it, but she is minding her business. She married a man like that, though. and gotta... yeah, and she's getting roasted on Twitter for no reason. Like I know. You just, her, her colleagues might even have caught wind of this or some oh, shit. She doesn't even she, she doesn't even know. It just takes one person. Uh, like yeah, like <laughs> it's like it'll be on the internet forever now too. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, the kids like, are gonna see every, this. Like they've got babies. Yeah, so like when every, the kids grow up, every Juneteenth, I'll just be like I oh, remember that great tweet. <laughs> Go back to it. Like my my great grandkids will be watching. Like when that guy got dragged. You remember that? <laughs> Oh man! Now that you mentioned that Juneteenth in like three, four weeks, I'm definitely bookmarking this so I can just retweet it on Juneteenth. <laughs> Go viral off that. Yeah, I fucking I'm breaking up with all my girlfriends. Bro, I'm looking at some of these photos, man. I don't even know who this guy is, but like, this is an ugly person. They're calling his wife this person. It's just like Jesus. But yeah, no, I, oh, man. And Twitter. I was also too. So you didn't see that? Oh, we gotta we gotta quick add to add to that. Um. The ba- one of the basketball guys who covers Golden State. Oh yeah, I saw this one. I saw this one. Okay, I saw this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, yeah. Um, so he, <laughs> so he, his brother is. People are getting confused because they're both blue check Twitter, but his brother's like super legit. Like on, you know, probably makes like good money and like a respected reporter. But the other guy, he's still on radio shows and like his brother, Chris well. Haynes, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Or he's Chris still Hayes. on like radio shows and the, he's a blue check and goes to all the Golden State games and all of that as well and covers stuff. So he's still like semi-legit. And um, he, so he said, this is also Twitter getting your ass. So he covers Golden State and for some reason, which was weird though, 
And he called front Steph Curry a front runner. So people were like, well, how the hell is he a front runner? He's drafted by this bubble bob. Got mad. So Golden State fans went and found his Twitter and went back in time. And I guess, you know, like you're too, he didn't delete his 2010, 2011 tweets. And he kept that as his professional page. Yeah. And for 10 years, this man has been tweeting with his like burner when social media first started. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even like I had unhinged fake Twitter accounts, and even I was like, "Whoa, that that is insane!" Like even I wouldn't say that when I was a ch- like a kid or a teenager and stuff when Twitter was first around. Yeah, um, and this man, he's like, and was insane. Did you see the tweets? Like, I saw the tweet. So okay, so the first few that I saw, I was like, "Oh, this isn't that yeah. bad." This is like yeah, typical same. 2011. Um, this is t- typical 2011. Twitter like I'm not really that shocked but then there were so many and I kept reading the other ones I'm like okay now you're I don't know bro like some of these were kind of like I don't know if I would even tweeted these back in the day um but yeah so it's okay so Chris Haynes is the is the Warriors dude and I think it's Mark Haynes who had his account uh that was regular so he's a brother he's the brother Um, he doesn't work for the Warriors but he yeah he doesn't work for the Warriors but yeah, they were. Uh, <laughs> let me read some. I actually found some. And these are not the offensive ones, or are they? No, some of these are offensive, but not that crazy. Okay, so here, he, like, here's one that's not that offensive. You know, you're a freak with a. Oh, sorry. You know, you're a freak when you moan while eating chicken nuggets, and she wasn't fat either. What? That didn't make sense. Hold on. Let me think of another one. Well, lots of them were. That's what's also crazy too. Is like <laughs> Twitter, they're... Twitter after dark, ladies. Would you have sex with me? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this guy. But also too, that was like his writing is like was borderline incoherent. Yeah, like, some of these are journalists now. Terrible. Although I looked incoherent. If you look at <laughs> let Facebook. let your breath hit her clit when you lick it, unless your breath stank. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not against interracial porn, long as it's a black dude yamming a white girl, not the other way around. Not cool. <laughs> okay. Also, when he said that, I was like, I was like, oh man, I thought they're like, oh, it's from when he was younger and stuff. This man was still 31 when he opened his account. I thought he was he was 20. Yeah, but the culture going. was still the culture yeah, was still, still acceptable man, at that like, time, though. Even but, even when you're 30, the culture was acceptable. Though, like from 20 to 30 you know what i mean like there's no way i would do i like i would have said yeah 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 some of these yeah yeah some of these i still wouldn't have said yeah it's just like the fact that it's it's, like it's not even funny you know what i mean it's just like you're like okay at this point it's not the fact like it's just like you're 30 that's why i was like i lost when i made my thing i was 20 i was like oh this is looking back like two years later i was like that was ridiculous this man was like 31 when he's opened his twitter account yeah (laughs) yeah he's got he's got one about Gabe folks as well too, which I'm not going to repeat. Oh, he has a couple, and then like weird Asian ones too. So that was that was why I saw that, and I was just like. But the craziest (laughs) part of the craziest part of this one is this man didn't delete. He just kept like when he started becoming a journalist. Yeah, he should have definitely gone back and cleared that. Nuts! Like, uh, yeah, it was just insane how they do. Because I had a Twitter account that was basically run from my university that would say wild stuff. I'm trying to imagine taking that account and then just be like, I'm Gabe one day. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm, now this is a journalist account for my professional career. And the whole time it's like, I wish I was shadow boxing outside of a woman's abuse shelter and stuff like that. Like Jesus. So crazy. Yeah. That's some wild shit, but that'll do it for uh episode one thirty of the pops culture podcast. I'll save this a uh, bad vegan stuff for next week. Um, bad girl, but yeah, do you have anything you want to say to the people, Gabe, before Whoa. we hop off this? Why? Dude? It made, made me feel like I should have something to say. I don't know. Maybe you have something going on you want to tell people, or you want to apologize. Here's <laughs> your chance at the end. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, the amount of people. You know what? This is a good platform to apologize in, but I don't think anything where, any of them now that need to apologize are going to listen. So Yeah, or, or all the way to the end, especially, too. Yeah, a hard pass on that. So, no, save it for later. All right, with that, uh, as always, guys, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and now iHeartRadio, as well as Reasons FM. Uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.